once again, another week we decided to talk about a movie that's about toys. Yes. And uh, this is Check the Vending Machine, the weekly pop culture podcast where two best friends come together to talk about pop culture stuff, mostly movies. Yeah. Sometimes other stuff, but mostly. Sometimes. We haven't done a TV show in a while, but. Been a while. Uh, been a while. But mostly it's about about movies. Yeah. And this week, Zach, you chose the movie. I did. Because we kind of oh. talked about it last week. Yeah. During Barbie. Yeah. I don't remember exactly how it got brought up, but we definitely talked about it. Yeah. And then it reminded me that this movie existed again and that I wanted to watch it. Also, yeah. I don't know if you'd seen it, but there's actually a guy who came out with like a Kickstarter like small soldiers like proof of concept like mm-hmm. five minute like short film it's pretty really? good i, would I watched it. it i was like oh there's like his his new designs for like the commando elite and his new like version of like the gorgonites i was like that looks pretty sweet cool i haven't seen that no i'll have to well, link to you after but you um you spoiled it before you announced it but we're talking about 1998 Small Soldiers. Small Soldiers. Starring a guy who I don't know. I don't know Kirsten, what else he's been in. Kurt, Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. The dad, everybody's favorite dad. The dad that everyone knows. Jay Moore. David Cross. Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman. The legend. David Cross. Dennis Leary. Which you, you did get right last week. You mentioned it. Yeah, I did mention it? Okay. You said, isn't Dennis Leary in this? And I was like, I don't know. I, thought, I think yeah. it's Jay Moore and whatever. But yeah, he's the boss. Yeah, he plays, yeah, the guy who takes over, he buys the toy company out. So this movie, Small Soldiers, mm-hmm. which we'll get into in a quick sec, but... Oh, and Tommy Lee Jones, obviously, we can't not Tommy Lee Jones, Tommy Lee yep. Jones. Yep, yep, yep. As yep. The, the voice. As the voice of Chip Hazard, which is not a bad name for a Pretty good boy. name. Pretty good name. Pretty good. But it makes you wonder, like, was his name Chip Hazard before he actually got the chip, or... Like what? Well, it was, wasn't it? Or they oh, you mean like in the proof of concept? Like, yeah, it was like before it was just... Huh. You know what I mean? I don't remember from that board meeting room, actually, if they ever... I don't think he gave the, any of them names. They were just like, these are the Commando Elite. I think they mentioned Archer. Cause, well, yeah, because David Cross, he has names for all his guys. But um, but I think uh, Jay Moore, when he like introduces the Commando Elite, he's just like, these are the Commando Elite. Yeah. Well... Zach, what is your uh, history, dude, with Small Soldiers? I remember watching this movie a lot um, as a kid quite a few times. Um, I also think I got confused at one point with uh, the Indian in the cupboard because mm. of bow and arrows and the archer thing. Yeah. And then I kept watching it. And I was like, oh, wait, this is not the same movie. <laughs> no, they're very different movies. Very different movie. But I liked it a lot. Um, I feel like for me, oh, when did Men in Black come out? Because it was either this or Men in Black that was like my first exposure to... I'm going to guess Men in Black is 96. 97. 97. So around the same time. So I might have... I don't know. It's like I guess it's a coin flip which one I saw first. but Because I was still probably too young to watch either one of these when they first came out. But um, I do vaguely remember Small Soldiers. I feel like they did like a Burger King run or something like that. I'm pretty sure they did, I think. Yeah. Burger King had the cooler sure. toy runs, I have to say, of the fast food toy runs. I'm, I'm like, I would, if I had to guess, I would, I think I'm like, 
I'm like it feels like a Burger King one more than a McDonald's. Yeah, one. I'm like 89% sure that's that that's the case. I could now be I'm gonna look it up because now I can't. Now or I can't. Now could be like Taco Bell back when Taco Bell actually had had cool. Dude, shit. the only Taco Bell one I remember was that when the X Men show, the animated show, was coming out, and Taco Bell did like their collaboration with um the x-men show of like all their characters and i wanted the cyclops figure so bad and they would which x-men the evolution i think it was evolution like the one in like 2000 it must have been when they were all like in high school and shit yeah because it's this one yeah because it was them in the um because it was them in the yeah this is it yeah because they all had the the gold around them Mm mm-hmm and they gave me kept giving me Nightcrawler, and I was like, "God damn it, just give me Cyclops," because I liked Cyclops from X Men, the movie. Yeah. Is that that's not? Is that Brian? Yeah, it's Brian Singer's. Yep, Brian Singer. Uh, historically, yeah, I was good on guy. Small Soldiers. Okay, Rodeo Burger. Brian Singer, historically a good guy. <laughs> historically, one of the best guys in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, up there with Harvey Weinstein and yeah, Kevin both, Kevin yeah. Spacey. I uh no, but talking about the food things, I mentioned before that I had the Jurassic Jurassic Park watches, yes. Burger King uh, promotional watches. Yeah, because my mom had a friend who worked there, so she got me all of them. Oh shit, dude! You but got the nineteen ninety nine Taco Bell had the Star Wars. Oh yeah, because they did and their menace, dude, the Phantom Menace collaboration. Oh my, I had. I was I, surprised Taco Bell got that shit. I feel like that would have been at McDonald's. What that was, I could do a whole episode on this shit. But like, just when I when I close my eyes and think back to my youth, oh yeah, and I think back to Taco Bell, nineteen ninety nine, Phantom Menace, Darth mm-hmm. Maul, and the fucking like little bike thing with the wheel. Oh yeah, dude. And I had like the fucking Yokito Taco Bell fucking Chihuahua. Woo. And then I had the fucking the you had the freaking. The, the Baja colors at Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they had the swivel, the swivel chairs. With dude, the, the swivel with chairs the, with the shit. With the with the colors, dude. Like that's. But they wouldn't swivel all the way around. They would only no, go no. about like one eighty degrees. But that's what's wrong with America and two. No more swivel chairs. I think they probably still have them, but the problem is nothing has nothing's fun. No. no there's no one's fun. Burger you King looks too sleek. Everything. McDonald's got hurt on swivel chairs. Yeah, swivel chairs anymore. Burger King has lost. They have no sunroom anymore. No, the sunroom was a big deal when I was a kid. No play, no playground, no playgrounds. No, no ball pit. No ball pit. Oh, Chuck E. Cheese. You know that so many kids peed in that ball pit. Does Chuck E. Cheese even have animatronics anymore? Is Chuck E. Cheese even still around? It is around, but is it just a CG? Is it just a TV mouse? They've got to have the animatronic. They've at least got to have a guy in like the mascot. Do do thing. animatronics even matter? Anymore? You know they don't have the the Fazbear. What if, the fuck is it? The band shit. Yeah, the animatronic band. That's the gone. band. That's for sure gone. I just many kids got nightmares probably and got and complained to Chuck E. Cheese. Like if I don't know, I've been to Chuck E. Cheese years ago now for my sister's birthday when she was younger. I don't younger. think I've been to Chuck E. Cheese since but I was... Like, if I walked into one tomorrow old. and if I don't see a full electronic animatronic band... Yeah. Who, why would... We're leaving Chuck E. Cheese. Kids don't even... If they watch the fucking new movie with Josh... What's his name in it? Hutcherson of the Five Nights at Freddy's movie? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't even understand the, that this was a thing. Yeah, they don't even understand that this was a real. This, thing. It's just a video game they watch on YouTube that Markiplier will play. Yeah, this is real shit. No, they don't know. Well, it's like um, was it the Red Letter Media they did where they they did the those two movies that came out that were like yeah. parodies of the Rockiplier, yeah. The was it Willy's Wonderland and the mm-hmm. the the other one, the banana. Wasn't it like Banana Splits or something? So, I don't remember what the, what the movie was Some called. Some weird shit yeah. like that? I don't remember. Yeah, it's all based on the Rock of Fire. Yeah. If the, you want to see... Yeah. I think I, maybe I mentioned this last week. I don't remember for sure. And we'll get back to Small Soldiers in a second. Yes. There's a documentary to call, from like 2008 mm-hmm. called The Rock of Fire Explosion. Yeah. And it's on YouTube. You can watch it if you want. I, I watched it when it came out. But I rewatched mm-hmm. it a few months ago when my wife was out of town. Yeah. Because it's absolutely astounding. <laughs> it's about fans of the Rock of Fire Explosion, which yeah. which existed before our time. Oh yeah, that was way before us. It was well, it, well it's it, like they, in the Red Alarm Media video. I mean, that's like when like Mike and Rich were kids, and they're like fucking fifty years old. So that shit is they're way. Not, they're not fifty yet, but they're. I, close. I, I say they're, they're close. close. I'm dude. sure they're close. But they're the. If they're Rock not. Fire, they're pretty fucking close. Yeah, they're probably close. But the Rock of Fire Explosion from showbiz pizza place yes from what i understand has never been to a showbiz pizza place i'm pretty sure it, it ceased it ceased to exist in 1993 i think so so that's when I basically was, like the year we were born they yes. discontinued it and then chuck e cheese was already around and then chuck e cheese became all of them yeah right chuck e cheese took over chuck e cheese became the only one that was there so but this documentary is about f- fans of the the band mm-hmm. which is Billy Bob and all the guys and all the animatronics yeah. and the showbiz pizza place, Rocket Fire Explosion mm-hmm. is a band called. And it's about fans of the band who will have memories of being young and going there and how much they love it. And it has the, the guy who built them and the created them and the animatronic programmer and all that stuff. It's about He's in a documentary. Damn. And it's about these dudes who love it so much they go around and they just have a full show at their house. Like this guy will live. It feels like, like too much. This guy will like li- will live in like squalor, like have like a like a small yeah. rundown house, and then walk across his yard to like a fucking garage, like a like a like a hangar, like a shed. yeah, and then open it, and then there'll be a full animatronic band that he programs to play like modern songs. Jesus. Or a dude will like have a home and like drive to like an abandoned gas station or something, unlock mm-hmm. the chains and open it, and it's a full like, the full band with like with like beach table like bench tables at like a park where you can sit at and like play and like eat pizza Jesus. and like it's it is it is insane in like the most holy shit kind of way yeah so what i did that night was i i binged like three in a row like three of these documentaries and like three these three niche like there's three different ones well no it's like three no like there's the rocket fire movie right i know the rocket so, fire one i'm saying like three Three niche documentaries of different topics. Oh, three three documentaries like that okay. that are like in the same like these are like very yeah. like Winnebago Man. Like yeah. These like very like weird hyper focused type things. Right. So I watched yeah, that yeah. one because I've seen it before, mm-hmm. and I watched a movie called documentary documentary called I think we're alone now, which is based what the song which is a so it's about the, Tiffany which is the eighties singer yeah covered that song I think we're mm-hmm. alone now. It was her one hit single. Yeah. It's a great song. You've all heard it. It's a great song. This is this documentary is about following two people. Two one's um a guy 
and one is a i believe i, I think was a like a hermaphrodite or something but female mm. i i don't know the exact i she presents as female so yeah. a lady um a lady who are in love with tiffany yeah i mean like not like in a oh i love her like no they they actively believe that they're meant to be together right to the point where one of the, the guy who's in the documentary has like his restraining order from tiffany jesus christ and like it is all of, it is absolutely mind-boggling jesus right and it's then like the what is it there's a movie about that same type of, it's like the the one with aubrey plaza is that basically right I she like that. stalks the girl on social media. And, okay, like, maybe goes, yeah. Like travels to California. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. yeah this is real right. life though. Yeah. yeah, this is real life though. Well, yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's much scarier that they're. Yeah, this they're, is these like people it's actually exist. Crazy funny. Yeah, like in a weird way. Yeah, super entertaining. I recommend watching it. <laughs> and then after that, I I rewatched the classic that I watched with our friends when it came out like in two thousand nine or two thousand seven, mm-hmm. called like Jesus Camp. Okay. Which is about like a super duper hyper, like insane, like summer camp for Christians or something like yeah. that. Where they talk about like how Harry Potter is from the devil and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> it is crazy <laughs> interesting. But stuff like that, man. Like, I love that shit. Winnebago yeah. Man is fantastic. Fucking, you have something like uh, like tickling or whatever it's called. It's about people who like to be tickled. I did hear about that shit. Yeah. It the is. Weird, oh, like my the God. tickle fetish. Yes, yeah. it is. These are amazing documentaries. <laughs> they're amazing. They're so they're so amazing. That fucking weirdo shit. Yeah, it's that's just, what you don't get nowadays. Now you just get documentaries of like fucking corporations, which I'm still cool with. The I still I shit. still watch I still watch the fucking Pepsi stuff. I'm still into yeah. it. It's okay. Um, Hot Cheetos, Pepsi, all that shit. But small soldiers. Um, small soldiers. No, I I'm I'm right there with you though. I, I'm uh, sorry for getting us off on a tangent. No, you're fine. That's food. I uh, I'm right there with you, man, because I was a huge fan of this movie as a kid. Yeah, and I would rewatch it all the time. I had a, I had the fat box VHS. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I had the white the white box. I would rewatch this shit yeah. so much as a kid, and because it was so well made. And at the time, even by today's standards, I feel like today, even like at the time, it, still, it still holds up. Yeah, no, no, for sure. But at the time, I remember being like, dude, this looks. This looks yeah. amazing. Are these actually toys? I remember thinking, like, how did they get toys to do this? Like, how these are and real toys? One of the things that I was thinking about, because I feel like back then, CGI usually looked wonky because they tried to make it, like, look like real, like, living things. But I yeah. think the great thing about this concept in general is that, like, toys already inherently don't look yeah. real. So, like, just having a toy, like, walking around but still, like, being a toy is, like, it. I don't know. It, like doesn't make the uncanny valley like pop up so it still looks like just as good yeah absolutely and i yeah dude, i i would rewatch the shit on my vhs tape of this man oh, yeah. i i was a, such a huge fan love this um shit. and then a couple years later i was an even bigger fan of spider-man Woo, buddy. i was i was in love with fucking yeah dunce man dude so I spar- I saw she Spider-Man. killed like, that late '90s, early 2000s period, man. Yeah, dude, that I was a huge fan of of hers. I didn't even know she, I didn't even know it was the same person. Yeah, I, I always forget it's the same person. Yeah, yeah, I didn't she even know, man. Uh, Small soldiers, dude, man. Whew. So here we go. Yeah, I want to start first. Okay, lay it on me. What do you want to start with? 
This movie, because I've seen this movie recently, more recent than you have. Yes. I watched it today, but I also watched it like three months, four months ago. Yeah, I haven't watched but, this movie in a couple of years. So. so for the first time in a while. But to me, what really sticks out to me, even on re- this rewatch from today, is that this movie has everything about it that I love about this time period of movies. Oh, yeah. Which is just that it's like, uh, the, here's like the bullet points, I think. Okay. Opening scene, mm-hmm. right? Not, not even of the the toy creators, which is fine. Yeah. I'm talking about when you opening see the kid. scene, the kid bike riding through his town yeah. square to his toy shop. Yeah. With the with the fucking credits rolling over it. Yeah. They're sh- they're giving you the ready where this is taking place. Small town nostalgia, man. Something about kid kids on bikes bike yeah. throwing through a town to his dad's toy store. How how more movie can we get? It's it's the most movie way to start any type of these like young kid movies, I feel like. And these movies I feel like always Air have... Bud starts in the same way where he's like yeah. biking cuz he's like biking to his high school or whatever. And these movies always have like their parents own some like weird thing. Yeah. Like, oh, what's your dad do? Oh, he's not. Oh, he owns a toy shop filled with toys that nobody wants. Yeah, it's like F.A. Schwartz, but it's fucking Basically, terrible. Basically, in like you know? in the middle of this like bumfuck Egypt town. Yeah. Like, like, you know, it could have just been, it literally could have just been a KB It's been like a regular toy story. And it would have been, the movie would have been fine. Yeah. And I, nope. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why it has to be like an F.A. Schwartz ripoff. Just so they could have the dad go out of town, like they could have did that. They could have given yeah. any other it's vacation. They could have been any because other you have reason. to have the excuse of why he makes it like a big deal that he has to like freak out about the toys. Yeah, for sure. All that shit because it's. But they still could have been like, "Hey, there. you did it lock up one day and it got robbed." You yeah, I mean, literally could have like believable thing. It could have been anything else, but either way, the opening sequence to me, that to me is a lost art. Yes. And I don't even know if I have accurate ability to say that because I'm sure it still exists. But it's something about the way, and it could be because it looks, not even nostalgia, but purely like the way that the way it looks in terms of video quality, the color, the coloring of the movie, mm-hmm. the scene looks like summer. I don't even know yeah. if it's summer or not. It probably isn't. I think but it's it, fall. It looks like it is almost by the way, like. Yeah. Man, like he's a coming here. It's maybe or maybe it's a, it's a long weekend or something. It definitely doesn't feel like any other time but summer because like he should be in school if he it's be in school. Well, even Christian Dunst's character asks like, "Where have you been at?" or something like that. Or yeah, well, that, and that, I guess it must be the fall because then the one guy talks about he's like at, he's going to like football practice or some shit yeah. like that. The Aaron Carter ripoff character. Yeah, yeah, Aaron Carter. R.I.P. R.I.P. But that to me, I love. I love that. Just even at the beginning and him unlocking the store, and yeah. I love that stuff. And talking to the fucking truck driver guy, fucking the, what's his name? What's his putts from Gremlins? And Gremlins, all yeah. yeah, yeah. I really don't know him from Gremlins. I know he's been in a bunch of other shit too. But. Yeah, for sure. I only know him from Gremlins too. Yeah, um, or at least as I as I can remember. Yeah, I love that though, and that to me sets up like this pathway for the rest of the movie, which is yeah. It's something that I don't even think that if you don't know what I'm talking about, you you wouldn't understand. Does that make sense? Like if I if you if you don't know like how this this particular type of opening was used in so many kids movies. I mean, I feel like it's definitely a thing where it's like if you were a kid and you like watching movies in like 
the late 90s to early 2000s, like, you know exactly what this is. Younger, even like, younger kids probably don't get it yeah. unless they, like, went back and, you know, watched some older shit, but. But then you have that bullet point, and the next bullet point to me was, like, kid left alone when he shouldn't be. When he definitely should not be. Because that doesn't ex- because kids aren't left alone anymore. So if if you think that movie this movie today, well, also w- even outside of like kids aren't left alone anymore, even during the time he shouldn't be left alone because his whole character is that he's a fucking delinquent. Right. But don't leave your kid alone. But in 2023, that bullet point wanted to exist because kids aren't left alone anymore, Mm-mm. or at least that's what they say they shouldn't that's actively promoted. That not kid to. was be left alone nowadays. He'd be fucking kidnapped and put into human trafficking. And they even say in the movie like. You're, you're, the guy, the truck driver's like, you're sure you're leaving your shop all to yourself? And he's like, well, mm-hmm. he has to. What? My dad's going out of town. What are you talking about? So that's He can't just close point. the shop for a day because he's right. really only gone a day. Right. So that's bullet point number two. And then crazy toys attack. And then crazy toys. That To me, all these elements of the movie, the yeah. way it looks, the color, even the concept alone. Yeah. These small things of, that exist to me in the time period that the movie came out. Yes. Really, like, exude the time period and makes me feel, like, at home. Like a kid again. It feels good to watch this movie. It definitely is, like, you know... We talk about with a lot of these movies that they give us, like, hankering for, like, nostalgia in our childhoods. But, like, this one, for me, definitely, like, hit the, like, soft spot of the... Soft yeah. spot of the heart where I was like, damn, I do remember like watching this like as a kid during the summer. Also, I don't know if you had them, but I had the actual like pretty large size action figures of yeah. Chip and Archer. Yeah. They didn't really have anybody else, or at least I didn't have anybody else. I just had Chip and Archer, but they're very expensive now. Are they? Yeah. I mean, they were big action figures. Yeah, I had the I had a lunchbox. Did you? And I, I didn't have a lunchbox, it. but I had the figure. Yeah. I had that. I had the the action figures. That was enough for me. I had the lunchbox, and I rebought it a few months ago. Oh shit! And the one side it's Archer, one side it's Chip. I like that. Yeah, but no, the figures are expensive now, man. On the secondary yeah. market, they're they're really overpriced. Um, but no, I I never had any of the toys. I don't remember. Yeah, I think oh, to me this is it's the hundred percent these. Yeah, they're the, huge too. Yeah, no, I, know, I know what they are. I've seen them on in stores. Yeah, and they have like, like the like Chip has like an actual like texture on his mm-hmm. stuff. It doesn't look like hard plastic like it does in the movie, which is weird. <laughs> like it's almost like just like a GI Joe figure. Yeah, but but no, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. Damn, it though. is. The set for both of them is like two hundred dollars. Holy fuck! Yeah, they're they're really expensive. Yeah. Um. But no, I agree, dude. That the, 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 it's movies like this, and it could be time period of just for us mm-hmm. in our age demographic that like this is one of those movies you probably watched when you were young, young. Mm-hmm. That stands out because maybe as a boy, at least I don't know, whatever. Yeah. But like, it kind of hits that that Venn diagram for nostalgia because it's about toys and it's about it came out in this time period, and then it has a bunch of these comedians in it that you might have found out later. Yeah, the concept is super duper like like a 90s 80s kind of adventure concept yeah you know and what the what to me is so beautiful about this time period of movies and 80s too obviously but this time period mm-hmm. specifically is that we have the ability to use cg computer graphics yeah they're not amazing yet but they're better than they were in 1985 oh yeah 
but then we can still combine that with use of actual physical toys. I would say there's definitely some moments in here when they use like stop motion. Well, sure. But like, even like the the, one... at the end of the movie where they're attacking the house, like, and they have like the big yeah. RC cars driving in on the yard. Those are just toys on a car that they're driving yeah. in. Dude. Oh my God. Those, this kind of like Frankenstein, like fucking war machines that they, that they have the commandos create at the end are so fucking cool. Looking. But just the, it's this combination of we're using CG yeah. to enhance actual it's not, yeah it's not like it's not a it's not a crutch that they're using it's just because to, to me like, the the most forward. visually dated things are the scenes that are purely of the, fi- the toys mm-hmm. doing th- close-up shots of just like the scene where they're uh the commandos are putting the sleeping pills in the, into the slingshot to flip into the cup yeah and there's the tight shot of them the three of them putting the oh, yeah, like digging the, the like, sleeping pills out yeah that to me looks real it looks fine it's dated looking because they're all together in one scene yeah but when you have them be a scene with the toys like the scene where at the beginning of the movie where uh chip and archer on the table in the toy store mm-hmm. and they start talking to each other those scenes look still look really good to me and I th- it could be a combination of we're gonna have just a automatron toy move its head or something or yeah or what but they're so far away camera pulled back so you can see the scale of the toy with the rest mm-hmm. of the scene they all look really good yeah they do look um, really really good and that that to me is a huge standout even though the movie is you know i don't know how long what the math is um 10 know. years would be 19 2008 20 years would be 2018 yeah, it's like twenty five years, basically. So twenty five years. Oh my almost, god! Almost, almost a half a century since this movie came out, dude. Whew. So, but that, that to me all looks really good still. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like I said earlier, dude, like the the premise itself is so stupid, dude. The premise of like. <laughs> First of all, the premise in general of like a defense contractor like being like, "Yeah, we're gonna get into toys." Yeah, is already like fucking wacky and stupid um and dennis leary being like the clearly doesn't know anything about anything but is like you're gonna make me money and then he just puts up what is he he just says his random idea of like i think it's once the commando leader introduced he's like they kill the gorgons and that's yes it. That's, yeah that's all we're that's what the we're monsters doing. get killed and stuff yeah, yeah monsters get killed by soldier guys i wonder too and i could be i have no idea i don't even know anything about the movie Mm-hmm. beyond the few actors in it but yeah um that opening i always thought the opening not when i was a kid but like when i got older and i would mm-hmm. watch it every now and then in high, high school and stuff but yeah. the opening really reminds me of robocop but the it's opening definitely com- got that and i was thinking about that watching it too it's definitely got that like satire of like capitalism commercialism the commercial the stuff and then the way even with Dennis like Leary the commercialization kind of, of like toys in general of like pushing shit out and like even their tagline of like everything yeah. else is just a toy like that's super well, like, like even the way Dennis Leary as a character is kind of like almost like the like one of the bosses yeah from the boardroom and rubble yeah, yeah it's almost kind of like that thing where it's like hey no the we're gonna put the warhead into a yeah action figure who cares or him writing checks at the end of the movie and just like giving them everyone checks to like, dude, that's the funniest scene in the whole fucking movie when he just shows up and he just starts handing out checks to everybody. Yeah, like so, like all it almost kind of reminds me of like 
RoboCop for like kids, like with like kid kid elements and stuff. Like yeah, this idea about like war and capitalism and combined mm-hmm. with like soldier toys and the, the idea of war and stuff. Yeah, like and that. like the in like and especially with like the Commando Elite stuff of like I guess it is kind of like taking down the idea of like GI Joe and like what that kind of like represents for kids. I guess in some sense of like the hyper violence with that. Yeah. I guess. And what would you um, do if you took these toys and just like gave them actual ability? What if what if GI Joe actually had a brain? <laughs> yeah, I um, one of my favorite parts of this movie, mm-hmm. or my 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 favorite part of the movie or aspect of the movie is Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones is great. He's so good. I love how he's just a a parody of like every single kind of like general or any sort of like military person in charge that's ever been in any movie released before 1998 i i honestly always took it as um again like i mean his voice is so distinctive so yeah to me it was just k but like yeah to me it's like it's like a parody or a inspiration of every other character he's played that was a military character yeah Yeah, well, he's he's got so his, much like, stuff. Patton-esque scene when he, like, first w- wakes up all the commandos. So good. And then he's got, I feel like the there's, roll call, like... The roll call is so good. The roll call is great. Roll call And is... also, like, when he gets the last guy and he fucking takes his rifle, he says, Snaps standard it. issue is not in this army, or whatever the fuck he says. He says, standard issue is inadequate or something like that. Yeah, standard issue is inadequate for this outfit, yeah. Well, I love about that scene because, to me, there's so many scenes in the movie that really are in my brain that were, like, woken up when mm-hmm. i was rewatching a couple of years ago mm-hmm. um the roll call is one of them by having every, all the soldiers like give their little their little yeah. bit that almost kind of it sounds like they're on the package yeah like you know it like, definitely like i feel like the opening lines are definitely this it's like in the like quote like or whatever nitro like, you know what it's like the um like press this button to hear me yeah. or whatever and then they have like those little quotes that pop out like that those right. are there for sure what or you have, like are. the little blurb of like what the toy would like the bio would be like yeah like what was the one where the, the explosives experts like something something is my mission or something like that or i can't I remember what, exactly what he says but yeah he has yeah, they all has, have like little funny quips about what yeah. they do um I, I i love that sequence to me was it's yeah and then you have the gorgonites just being depressing ass characters <laughs> Right, and what it reminds me of too is like you know a couple of years later, or maybe even the same year. I, I think mm-hmm. maybe, I think maybe the same year. I could be wrong. Hmm. Um, of Toy Story, Toy Story Two. Oh all yeah, the, all the Buzz Lightyears. Yeah, all the different. Buzz it's like Lightyears. this is Buzz. This is Toy Story, but like you know, with the military. Yeah. Edge. This is basically like the edgier version of Toy Story. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah actually, the, the toys don't love their owners, and they actually want to kill them. <laughs> They're, they're all AI, the sentient, yeah. you know. But to me, when um, the, the first assault or the Commando Elite, which is a great name. Yeah. It's so Commando generic. Elite for a it's toy. It's so great, great but it's so it's so generic for a toy, but it works. When when works they really well. when they uh, attack at the Alan's house and he uh, puts the guy in the blender or the oh, yeah, disposal yeah, yeah. and when kills him. Yeah, when they capture Archer after they yeah. fucking like – I love the bits as well, like that they actually do show the like intelligence behind it with like, you know, the decoy voices and all that shit and like yeah. pretending that they're Gorgonites and like actually like not not just using the like AI as like giving them like an excuse to start speaking and like moving around, but like actually like kind of building on the fact that like they're supposed yeah. to be like, these super intelligent fucking military level 
computers. And like they're also like commandos, so they're supposed yeah. to be tactical. Yeah. Which they completely show throughout the movie. Oh, they're, yeah, they're very tactical, to adapt sure. and build and stuff. But after Alan puts the guy and then he crawls out and he's like oh my God. like death's his like classic war movie death scene. Well, it's like that. Well, even before that, you have the one scene with the, I think it's the explosives guy. I think he's the big brawly guy. Um, when he like gets on his bike and he ends up like getting like caught in like the bike chain and like yep, gets yeah, his yeah. like bottom half severed. Yep. They come and start doing like first aid for a toy. So they like, they just stick his legs back on and then like put duct tape on him. And yep. they're like, all right, you're going to go. I love that. I think that, that yeah. to me is so funny and well done. And, yeah they give the guy like his last rights yeah and then you flash forward to where they and then they like t- oh and then they do like the fucking gnarly shit where they like he like where chip like mm. removes his face skin yep and then like takes his head uh takes a like splits his brain or yep. his head or whatever and was he's got tommy lee's got some great fucking one-liners in this so he takes well, he, he, and he's like the a mind is a terrible thing to waste i was like that's a good fucking line yeah, well, my favorite part about that scene isn't even that part, which is great, but it's the guy with the cigar, like, free, like, like, is like, so oh, yeah, shocked. he like starts like freaking out when he like, like takes his face off. He yeah. like drops it, his like opens his mouth and lets the cigar fall down. Like, to me, like, it's those small moments, yeah, that that make it like add levity to the movie, which mm-hmm. still because if it was if there was none of that stuff, it was just like depressing, yeah. It would just be Toy Story one ending. Well, it's like it's when, like because then you get you get those Commando Elite stuff is like funny and it's cool, and then you get the Gorgonite stuff and it's like that's like the more grounding stuff where it's like okay, now we're trying to have well, like I actual, think the like, Commando message. Elite stuff is like it's funny, but it's also like well, it's incredibly dark. Yeah, it's like there's so much brutality in what they're doing yeah. that, like I said, like if they didn't have these like quips and one liners from Tommy Lee Jones or even like the funny soldier moments that are like yeah, like what you expect from like a war movie. But uh-huh. if they didn't have that, then it would just be Sid being attacked by the toys in the sandbox. Yeah. Which is, like, really de- really depressing. Yeah. You know, until they all start laughing at him or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, when they – I love the scene when they when they get to the the Gwendy dolls. Oh, my God. And all the soldiers yeah, I was are like – Speaking of Barbie that we talked about last week. Barbie, like, yeah. Whew. And all the soldiers are, like, all hot and bothered. Yeah, and I was about to say, they're all, like – doing the giant wolf eyes to all these yeah. like, Barbie dolls. But then the big wolf, the big buff guys like Sar- or Sarge, you know, permission for like a four day pass. <laughs> so I remember that. <laughs> Chip is like, request denied. <laughs> like, denied. He, the way he talks, it's so like, he like ups oh, his Tommy Lee Jones to like, yeah. be like this character. It's like, so like, it's it so is all, to me, it's honestly funny the way I interpret that line, which is so stupid, but like, yeah, it's almost like he's not saying it like in a mean way. Yeah, he's like saying it like like in a like in a hey 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 guys I get it but we're 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 in a battle. That's what I take it as too is like we've got business to take care of. Yeah, once, he kind of has that tone of like once we're done with that then you can do whatever the fuck you want. But right now we gotta kill some Gorgonites. These are these are comrades. Yeah, I, I think yeah. that to me is so funny. I also feel bad because then you get to like them like Frankenstein and the Gwendolyn dolls, and I'm like, damn, they all they really fucked them up doing this procedure. Yeah, they all they all made the. Barbie character, yeah, they so made yeah, they, they made like an army of weird Barbies. They just stole that from small soldiers. <laughs> what we said last week, you know. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, that line—the fact that they do like a terrorist style video to like try to get the Gorgonites—is hilarious. 
there's a lot of good writing in this movie. Like, the writing good, is really solid. Scenes. I wonder, especially with some of the more comedic stuff, because they have so many comedians yeah. in this movie that I wonder how much they like either improvise their stuff or like helped like write stuff for the script. Because I feel like David Cross in general is just like a really funny guy. Like, I feel like you wouldn't have him there and then not have him like I don't know. At least for like well, you have for for like the dialogue. Yeah, for high level comedians yeah you know what i mean like you have two dudes who are straight stand-ups yeah you have a guy who does everything mm-hmm. and david cross and then you have phil hartman who does you no know, skit yeah and improv so you have like so you have powerhouses in the movie yeah so like i don't know yeah i don't know what their involvement was but like i can almost see david cross because for, for being such a big like kind of like liberal guy yeah i could see like I, I, he probably didn't do anything. He probably just was just in the movie and got, got a paycheck. Maybe. But like, I could see like, let's like take down the idea of oh yeah, like military a, industrial complex. Yeah, by you know making this these quips or whatever. But yeah, I mean even as a kid, that was kind of like, I kind of I don't I don't think the Gorgons are cool. I think the only one that's cool, the only one that I liked as a kid was. Uh, well, I like Archer, and then I like the like Tasmanian Devil one, the spin guy, yeah, yeah, the spinny guy. I thought he was cool, but the rest of the Gorgonites are like kind of lame. Because to me, as a kid who had a military dad who wore a uniform every day and watched action, well, the Commando movies, Elite looked the fucking cool, right? And so I watched bad. action movies all day, and I watched, yeah. you know, if it was like the Commando Elite versus like the ninjas, then I'd be like, yeah. well, the ninjas. then that might be a little bit harder to sell. But do you want like the fucking army dudes, or do you want like the fucking monster dweebs? I don't yeah. know. I mean, to be fair, Dennis Leary had the right thing, which is most kids are going to pick the army guys to be the monsters. Right. And like, you know, I get the idea, like, yeah, they're monsters, but they're like, they're not. They're They're more human than human. Exactly. Which is a great song by White Zombie. More human than human. But I think that even as a kid, I was very much like Team Commando. I was always Team Commando Elite for sure. Yeah. And honestly, I was kind of hoping that they would have like. Somehow rewritten the movie and had the commander like, elite win. Been able to like completely eliminate the Gorgon enemy. Yeah, Gorgonite enemy, and then like. Mission you know you're gonna have the ending scene where they go in the boat to Gorgon, where they really are just gonna end up in like some fucking a waterfall landfill or shit, shit like that. Why isn't there a small soldiers too? Because Dennis Leary leads up I'm to a number two. Needs to be a small soldiers too. Where like there, there is this. It's like hard cuts. Dennis to like, Leary still owns his toy company. Well, it would be like a, in my mind, it's like a hard cut to like a a Viet Cong forest, and it's like and it's like a bunch of Viet Cong esque looking people are being attacked from the from like the shadows. It's like predator. And then you just see like a chip has the and then like in the trees, he you see his face like come down because it's like it's like a predator thing, you know. And then I I could dig that because they said he says that hey, I've, yeah he basically of, basically says that they're going to sell them off to armies military yeah militaries and different armies around the globe so so i that would be that would be really funny or even like a comic yeah. book that'd be really i don't funny. know i feel like that's just as ridiculous as in jurassic world where they talk about using velociraptors and like military operations yeah, com- it's like completely. yeah come on completely yes i mean i get it it'd be funny i guess the small soldiers a commando elite i could see a little bit better because that could definitely be just a thing where you just like reprogrammed them for like whatever enemy and then just like have yeah. them like even if they can't like actually do damage you could at least like distract sure whoever but we know they can do fucking, damage like tiny ass soldiers we've like, seen them like, staple fucking or tape 
knives to their arms and yeah, dude, hold they fucking knives, fucking four wheelers that have like nail gun gatlings yeah. and like fire bombs throwers and all this shit. Or even at the beginning of the movie, we see, oh my god, like, yeah, the tennis ball mortar, goddamn, yeah. Or we even at the beginning of the movie, we see Chip has like the fucking protractor, like oh, he's like yeah. pointing the protractor at at Archer, like to like yeah. stab him, like. I think to me, that's so funny. Yeah. And there's such good moments too in the movie where, and they're not, none of them have people in it. Like they all, it doesn't really oh, matter. Oh, it's always the, it's but the, even at the beginning of the movie, like I said, when they're on the table and mm-hmm. uh, Alan walks away and Arch and, and Chip looks at Archer at first. And then, and then a second later, Archer look, Ar- looks up at Chip and like, dude, like that's a good way to like, they look, the motions look good. Yeah. And like we were talking about earlier, like because they're action figures, mm-hmm. the movements can be wonky because they're not meant to be realistic. Because they have. I was going to say because and... you honestly, it looks better if they're wonky because you're using the the articulation that yeah. an action figure would have. And action Absolutely. figures don't move smoothly; they yeah you have to like jerk them around a little bit. I think like that to... the the ball joints and the the pivots work him and all that shit. Right. And that to me is just a big positive for the movie to like really maintain quality over the last 25 years. Yeah. For, for sure. what it is, obviously for the, you know, for I think it would have been worse if they tried to make them just like move around just like normal people, but right. Have, like Com- completely, size. completely. And I you know, I think a lot of that quality, like staying quality is Tommy Lee Jones. Like just being so yeah. good at being Tommy Lee Jones. I was going to say, he's basically just Tommy Lee Jones. Like if you watch this movie, don't, and you wanted to watch us marshals after that, don't watch You don't have to watch it. It's basically, it's, he's basically it's, just the same character. He's doing the same or rolling thunder. Or the he's doing fugitive the same thing. Or, yeah. Or yeah. Or he's doing the same. He's doing the same exact thing. Okay. Now I want to watch a fugitive. Don't even watch us marshals. Uh, I guess I should. It's the sequel. I know. It's a less, lesser watched sequel to the fugitive well fugitive is better. where it just focuses on tommy lee jones doing i don't know he's trying to track down somebody else who is he tracking down in that movie i don't i don't it's been so long since i've seen it yeah it's been a long okay i feel like because u.s marshals is the one that would always come on tnt yeah it is like they wouldn't play the fugitive they would just play u.s well yeah pay yeah pay too much money to get harrison ford and tommy yeah. lee jones well, it's not syndicated. That's why those they, those they, those rights they definitely God. didn't make as much money as the fugitive so yeah. they, you can is don't it, worry it, about I think US Marshall has Robert Downey Jr. in it, I think. Does it? It has someone else in it, I thought. Another young actor or something. I I I couldn't tell you. It's I been be wrong. a long ass time since I've seen anything of US Marshalls. Is, That's is, the one where he talks about is that US Marshalls or the the Fugitive is the one where he's talking about hen house, chicken house. I think so. Something outhouse, whatever. He's making his so. big like speech where he's talking about looking for whoever. I could. I think so. I could. I think be it's wrong, a fugitive. Though. Is Alan's mom a flight attendant? I don't know what her job is. The I always wondered. Acting towards his dad, I thought she was also like a psychiatrist or something. Because her her like little outfit always reminded me of like a flight attendant's outfit. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like obviously, has she have some kind of good job to be able to afford the? They say they're broke, so you assume that the they have she has to make the money. I don't know. They have a something. pretty nice house for being broke, so right, exactly. That's what's so confusing. Phil Hartman being rich makes more sense because his house he is does. nice, and he also yeah. bought the new satellite dish. So well, he he bought it, but he was trying to get it to work. You know? Yeah. Well, he had to cut down a tree, obviously. I feel like his his line when we first see him about his about the earth's gravitational yeah. pull. I feel like that's all just him bullshitting. I'm sure it is, yeah. 
Because that's something that he would do. Yeah. That, what that sounds guy. like it sounds like an improvised line for sure. Yeah. He has such a great voice. He's a good he's got a really good voice. I love that scene where he like when the soldiers first show up, like after him and his wife have like woken up from their sleeping pills, and he like goes out there to surrenders and he's he's like, I'm here to negotiate the surrender of the yep. Gorgonzolas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is that whole sequence when he's like with waving the flag and then they yeah. keep like, and then the guy like tells them to run inside. Yeah. The guy, he reminds me of like Carl Reiner or somebody or Rob Reiner, mm-hmm. but I know it's not. Yeah. It's not Rob Reiner, right? Who? The other dad? Yeah. No, it's, um, I looked it up earlier. It's Kevin Dunn. That's his name. Who the fuck is Kevin Dunn? Dude? I don't know, but he was in Transformers too. Don't ever forget. Yeah. He was. Whenever I hear. dad as well. This must have been one of his last movies, Phil Hartman. I think so. He died in 98. Yeah, it must have been like one of the last movies he ever did. It is so weird to me to... um, For someone like him who... um, Mm -hmm. Most of his stuff obviously was before I was paying attention to anything. Yeah. Especially, obviously, most of his SNL run. Mm -hmm. But um, I know him first and foremost for... um, Two different things. Mm-hmm. One, The Simpsons. Obviously. Uh, as Troy. Yeah. Troy McClure is my favorite character in The Simpsons, but also from Jingle All the Way. Yeah, I forgot. Another I movie forgot about toys. I forgot that he was in Jingle All the Way. <laughs> he plays the neighbor who's trying to hit on Arnold's wife. Yeah. Yeah, I love that movie, dude. Oh my gosh. Another movie about action figures. Wait, he's in Spaceballs? Who the fuck's he playing Spaceballs? Really? His name popped up. Hmm. Now I've got to look. He's yeah, he's good. Even though he's the the big mistake of small soldiers though is to not have him in the, in it more. Yes, I agree with that. I feel like I would have definitely wanted to see him more cuz even then he's really got his like he's got his opening line uh when he first shows up um with the satellite dish stuff. And then he's not really in the movie again until uh, the soldiers show up to kidnap Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. And he, like, gets put to sleep. And then then he's kind of in the movie a little bit more. But even then, yeah, like, even yeah, during the whole invasion scene, he's really not in it that much. Yeah, and they, they, when they get attacked at the house, it's kind of like they're all in the same, yeah, they're all together a little bit. Yeah. Do you have a favorite scene in the movie? Hmm. Favorite scene. Hmm. That's tough. I feel like there's a lot of good ones. It for I me, it's look. zero. None of the Gorgonite stuff. No, it's not the Gorgonite stuff. It's all the Commando Elite stuff. Yeah. I do really like. Um. Once he like. Um. Once the what's his face from Gremlins like picks up his, the recall of all the soldiers. And Chip shows up and like fucking like kidnaps him and forces yeah. him to like drive back to the yep. fucking neighborhood. That that's one of my favorites too. Yeah, he's did the, that, the and then he's knife. got this like fucking army of like two inch tall guys that like just come out with all their fucking demolition derby ass four wheelers and shit. Oh yeah, that's a good. But, I mean, that whole like last arc of the last, the last half is, hour. Yeah, that last half hour once is, is so fucking good. Once they start. 
telling their parents about the problems. Yeah. And their parent and, and Phil Harper doesn't believe them. He doesn't believe all that. At the moment that that whole sequence and they open, they go to the door and then that's yeah. the, the designers. That whole rest of the movie until the yeah. end is is oh my god, yeah, prime time. So good. Such like they good they movie. they realize that to, we're going to end this movie on like high octane toy yeah. assault. It really action. is, and then yeah, I mean it's like you know you've got and that fight sequence is it's a long sequence. It's a lot. That whole invasion sequence is it's a long. It's a lot, and there's a lot of different moving. I mean, there's the opening stuff, them trying to like figure out how to deal with like fucking flaming tennis balls setting the house. On well, there's fire. the nail guns, and then them trying to the act. Nail guns. Lots of nail guns, and there's the tennis ball part. Yeah, then there's um, actually like the arc of trying to get the Gorgonites to fight back, figuring out how you can actually stop all these commando elites. Yeah, and then you've got the EMP uh, prep, the EMP, which is you've got the power pole situation. And then you have David Cross coming up with the fact that there's not enough power, so it won't work. So then you have like the whole mini side mission with Kirsten Dunst and David Cross and Jay Moore, where they have to like, for some reason, only go to one other house, and that's going to be yeah. enough power to like just turn everything on in one house. But hey, it works, I it guess. It works for the movie. So, and then it all culminates with oh no, everyone's dead except the satellite dish. Satellite dish blocked them from the EMP because Gorgonites, they're good at hiding. And then we put them in a boat. Yep. And send and them away. And then you do a Lord of the Rings. I feel like the good re-edit of this is doing like a Lord of the Rings shit where you like send them on the boat and then all of a sudden just like a flaming arrow comes and like it's the boat on fire. <laughs> yeah. What it could have been too is like a recut. Like, did you ever, I, I mentioned this before um, hmm. on the podcast, but when Toy Story 3 came out, Mm-hmm. I, the first time I saw it, I didn't see it in theaters. Was a there was a mm-hmm. recut on YouTube someone made. Was there really of, of like the full movie? Yeah, right. And they put it on YouTube for a little bit. And the remember in the part of the movie where they are in the incinerator. Oh yeah, they just does it where they all just die and that. And that's it has it starts ends. it starts playing the song. Yeah, and then it ends there. And then that's the first time I saw it was that. And I don't know, like, <laughs> you thought the ending so was they all funny. just die. Yeah, I, I, like, I, I was like, I knew this is for sure has to be a, has to be a fake, but to me, it was yeah. the first time I ever saw any of the content. And there's that there's a video of like someone pranking their mom where they burn it to a disc. Oh, and they act and they're like watching the it at movie, home, yeah. and then her mom, the mom was like, "What? That's that's not how it really ends, is it?" And to <laughs> me, it's that you could do that with this movie really well. Yeah, you know, uh, for sure. But yeah, overall, dude, Small Soldiers, man, what it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. it holds its value really really well it's super yeah, entertaining it's even though the some of the human stuff with alan's kind of whatever kirsten yeah. dunce is is really good for what she's doing in it the little she brother is, to work with but what she's got like she's doing pretty decent with yeah. right and she's fine she's playing that kind of like cool but like not yeah overly cool kind of character it's definitely the older adults in the movie that like kind of make this movie for me for sure. yeah for sure outside All of the, the commando elite stuff it's yeah david cross and jay moore and then kevin dunn and like his stuff absolutely um, and phil and yeah yeah they all, phil too, and then yeah. i want to give props to the lady who played the actress who plays phil hartman's wife who's like half drunk <laughs> slash okay. drug she's definitely like the suburban mom that's like definitely way too medicated which is weird because like in the context of the movie, she just had sleeping pills. Like this is all just her, like being on sleeping pills. Or I and wonder if, like, I w- or I wonder if, like, she had she was sleepy, but also had too many gin and tonics or something like that. I was back, yeah, yeah. You know, 
But I think the movie itself, man, it's such a fun movie. And I think it's a, of a time mm-hmm. era yes. and style that, that doesn't really exist anymore, primarily because they would just make this movie with pure CG. Yeah, I also feel like... I feel like this movie would... If this movie was made nowadays, I feel like there probably wouldn't be... I feel like it would probably would just be more of a Toy Story type movie. Yeah. Yeah. Where you really wouldn't have human characters. It would just be like a toy world. And you would just have like the commando elites like facing off against the Gorgonites. Like in a toy store or something? Or something like that, yeah. Yeah. Some sort that. of like Toy Story-esque adventure where like humans don't really exist. Right. Like they or do, but you don't really like see them as part of the plot in the movie at all. So Right. Completely. Well, hey man. Anything else you want to mention, Zach, before we end the pod? No, super fun. I just had a great time rewatching this. So yeah, uh, I had a really fun time. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, solid movie, solid fun time. A lot of good, uh, funny moments from uh, the Commando Elite. Yes. Uh, I'm happy to rewatch it. It's, I, I'm, I'm, it's definitely not a yearly rewatch, but it's a movie that I think that yeah. I can. I don't know what took me so long to rewatch it, even from a couple years ago. You know. Yeah. No, I feel so. that. Guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you back next week with more. Check the vending machines.